The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. <laughs> and smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now talking about Iowa like that. I'll slap the donkey like you. That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com.
city man's ever built with no spine, no power, no panic, no king, no queen, no dreams, but no means, no clock, no age, no man was ever let out of that pen with no rage, no fire, with no smoke, or no heat, no weed, no plant, from no seed, no locks, no doors, no key was ever made that ain't hoping something before. There's no song with no music, but no words, no decision made. Tuesday. Yes, it is. It's Tuesday, March 24th, 2015. You're listening to the first 52 on RamsRadioLive.com. I hope you guys have had a great day. I hope you're ready for an exciting show. I know I'm ready. It's going to be a good one. It always is, right? Come on now. We know how that goes down. We just do what we got to do. We talk about what we got to talk about. And we try to have fun while we do it. Not something I got to inform you guys of. You all know that already. But I must say, I missed you guys last week. Uh, I do apologize for not being here. I know some people got, you know, a little butt hurt that I wasn't doing my show. They seem to think I just do it when I feel. That's okay. I understand. You know, you guys rely on hearing me. It's important to hear me. I get it. 
Sorry, I had to help my grandma. She had a dinner. She had a, 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 a St. Patty's Day dinner. I had to help her serve. You know, I got to help the old people every once in a while. My grandma, can you be mad at me for that? <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, hey, it's been a good week. I hope everybody had a good time. This weekend was beautiful down here in sunny southwest Florida. Uh, I spent both weekends out enjoying the sun and the heat and just, oh, I feel so bad for you guys up north. It's got to suck. It really has got to suck. I'll never live there again, I promise you that much. I know you're all confused because it's 5.08 and I'm already talking to you. My God, what's going on? Could the world be straightening out? Could we no longer have any more problems? Could everything be just the way we need it? <laughs> of course not. It's not going to happen that way. It's just not in our cards. Well, anyway, like I said, I had a great week, a lot of fun. Uh, over the holiday week, you know, I got to spend some time in Tampa, um, which was nice. Got to see some friends. Uh, you know, it's just been one of those really good weeks. And I can't complain. Well, why should I complain? I'm enjoying having a nice life. I'm enjoying living daily. I hope you guys are too. No matter what you see, no matter what's going on around you, you still must enjoy life, right? You have to enjoy life. Grab it by the horns. You can be mad about politics. You can be mad about all these other things going on around us, immigration or the, the, whatever. Whatever it is you might be mad about, but you can't be mad about having life. You must enjoy it, embrace it, and just have fun. Right? I think that's a great way to live life. Don't you? I want to thank Scott Ledger, of course. Today I spent, uh, we, we uh, brought Conspiracy Corner. As you all know, I used to do that with uh, Shannon Burke. Uh, I titled the show. Uh, or the segment, so uh, Scott decided he wanted to use that title also, and uh, we did our first installment at Conspiracy Corner, and it was a blast. It was nice to talk to an old friend again in that format. A little fast. I understand that's the way they're formatted, and I look forward to doing the future. He's going to be doing the Conspiracy Corners every Tuesday, uh, rotating other people. You'll all know. Um, you know, Trip Pugh will be uh, rotating through. I would assume eventually Jack will be rotating through, and, and all these different people that Scott knows. So, um more power to him. I'm glad to see it. And you never know. You might hear DC here or somewhere else, uh, at least on a once a month type schedule. If we could at least get that from him, that'd be great. So just sit tight and, uh, enjoy the world. <laughs> I do have a lot of things we're going to cover tonight. Uh, as you know, uh, or maybe you don't know, but 515, Jordan Page will be joining me. Uh, he's, uh, getting ready to begin a tour down here in Florida. Uh, we'll get some of the locations, the dates and times from him. In about five or minutes or so. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we know we've had another airline crash. Planes crash. It happens. Uh, I, I've, I haven't had a lot of time because obviously I've been working all day. I haven't had a lot of time to investigate into this one. Uh, apparently there's some pretty gruesome photos. Uh, this plane went from 36,000 feet to the ground in a very short period of time. Um, there's been reports of military jets escorting this plane. Uh, there's been reports of hearing explosions. There's all kinds of different reports coming out. Uh, again, I haven't had a lot of time to look into it. I do know that uh, Jack was talking about it on his show prior to this, and uh, there's definitely some, some questions that would be arised from these plane crashes, uh, like why are there bodies and luggage and fuselage and wing parts and tail sections and all these different things that, that these crashes were having, but there was none of that in Shanksville. Hmm. There's very little in D.C. at the Pentagon. Hmm. I don't know. Things you got to question. Things you got to 
really uh, wonder about. Sometimes those things uh, present themselves in the strangest of ways. <laughs> anyway, and of course, uh, you, you guys all know I'm not lying or, or stretching the truth here. Uh, I've considered myself, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't like to take titles, uh, but I've considered myself a bit of a birther, if you want to say. I don't believe uh, President Obama's eligible. And uh, I'm still researching this one, but there seems to be some comments, comments, not comments, comments uh, from Cruz and his family back during this whole ordeal of Obama's birth certificate. I, I think it was Cruz's father that said Obama should go back to Kenya. And the reason I bring this up is because Cruz was born in Canada. His mom was a U.S. citizen. At the time of his birth, I don't believe his father had residential citizenship yet in the U.S. So we're going back into this conundrum of, is this guy really eligible? Now, you all know I think it's going to be uh, uh, Bush against Clinton, and I think Bush will win, but that's a whole other story in itself. This is more of the distraction. This is more to hurt um, the election in general and to push everybody over to uh, 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 Bush. Just the way I see it happening, because I, I still believe Bush will be our uh, our next uh, president again. God, doesn't it sound weird to say Bush will be our next president again? Uh, do we really want another Bush? Do we really want a, a Clinton again? I mean, I don't know. I just I think there's a lot of questions on this whole situation. I do have some audio. I'm going to play on that um, in a few minutes here. We'll wait and see. I'm I'm connecting with Jordan right now to see if he's ready. Uh, so, uh, it's a lot of those things that, that, that you have to question and wonder about, uh, why, oh, why do we have these people not born in our country? I just have a problem with that. My personal opinion. I don't know. Uh, Ted Cruz was announcing on Twitter overnight that he's now running for president, becoming the first major candidate to officially enter the race. And ABC's John Carl live at the White House this morning with more on this Tea Party favorite. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, David. Cruz jumps into this race as the conservative's conservative, somebody who delights not just in fighting liberals, but mainstream Republicans, too. Overnight, Texas Senator Ted Cruz announced via Twitter he is jumping into the presidential race. I'm ready to stand with you to lead the fight. Cruz and his family did a walkthrough at Liberty University, where he will give his announcement speech today even practicing the waving and kissing. Cruz enters the race trying to be the man to the right of just about everybody. Actions speak far, far louder than words. What has Ted Cruz done? Most famously, he led the fight against Obamacare. It culminated in a government shutdown for 16 days. Following Cruz's 21-hour talkathon on the Senate floor, lots of political rhetoric and even some Dr. Seuss. I do not like them. Sam, I am. The fight earned Cruz lots of enemies, many of them Republicans in Congress. How much do your colleagues just despise you right now on the floor? I mean, I hear some really strong language. Given the choice between being reviled in Washington, D.C. and appreciated in Texas, or reviled in Texas and appreciated in Washington, I would take the former 100 out of 100. 100 times. The son of a Cuban immigrant father, Cruz was a champion debater at Princeton and a Harvard Law, law grad. Cruz's election
election in 2012 came as a jolt to the Republican establishment. He beat the Texas lieutenant governor, who had more money, and the endorsements of virtually all the Republican leaders in the state. They said it was impossible. No doubt they'll say the same as he shoots higher this time around. Cruz is, Cruz is the first candidate in the 2016 race, but David, there are, by some counts, more than 20 Republicans who are at least thinking about running for president, so he will be the first of many. All right. Yes, let's water down the election. Let's make sure we got control of it and uh, we can direct everybody to Bush. It's just what I feel, guys. All right, you know, I promise you guys something, and I always try to deliver. I'm looking forward to this conversation. For those of you who don't know Jordan Page, uh, he's a singer-songwriter, big supporter of uh, Ron Paul back during the elections with him, and uh, just a stand-up guy from everything I've experienced with him. Jordan, do I got you there, brother? I'm here, buddy. Excellent. You sound nice, crystal clear. It's nice to hear you. How you been? I've been well. I've been well. I've been touring like a crazy person um, all over the country, coast to coast, literally, uh, for the last two years uh, with, you know, just minimal breaks in between, just trying to keep uh, keep everybody motivated and, and excited about about freedom. They seem to forget in between election cycles. <laughs> Yeah, something I don't get, Sean, is like everybody gets real excited about about the, the next person to rule them. You know, they're real excited about government, but when it comes to, you know, sticking with the fight, regardless, you know, it, 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 there's there, it's like a, there's like a boom and bust cycle. Um, you know what I find funny, Jordan, and I'm seeing this with a lot of people. Uh, people who are Ron Paul supporters are backing and standing behind Ted Cruz here, which a lot of those people were also the birthers going after Obama. Uh, what's your opinion on this announcement of Ted Cruz? You know, before we get into the music and everything, let's get some some ideas of where you're standing because you were a, a strong Ron Paul supporter. I think you still have the bumper sticker on your guitar that you use all the time. So, so what's your thought on this whole thing? Well, you know, I mean, Ron Paul was the easiest candidate in the world to support because he was he was, uh, you know, he stuck to his principles. He had a legitimately consistent message i mean and it was a simple message freedom um you know ted ted cruz you know he's he's like i i the comment you made before we went before we went live with this conversation was drawing attention away for, you know for for a moment to to focus everything on bush you know and mm-hmm. and i think i think politics like like national politics is just a, it's a magic show it's all based on misdirection and they, they, they distract you with the, with the, with the right hand out in front while the trick is happening with the left hand behind the magician's back. Right. And that's what, that's all this is. I mean, Cruz is, is a, you know, he's, he's, he's a statist Republican establishment guy that, that plays the part of like the rogue, you know, tea party type person. Um, I don't, I don't buy it for, for a minute, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's from from what I, my my understanding of him, he's a flip flopper, and he's. I mean, I don't I don't care about the like the like the the birther arguments. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, I mean, because they 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 don't matter. I mean, if if they they should matter. Well, the problem before, is the Constitution doesn't matter anymore to most people, and that's where the problem lies in general. That that's the point I was going to make is that no like no one cares about the Constitution, uh, to, you know, to the point where the legitimacy of a candidate. It, you know, it isn't even questioned or it's or it's viciously defended, even in the face of damning evidence mm-hmm. or, or and 
lack of evidence of of you know legitimacy. So you know, like like the or, fact that people are being called birthers, um, you know, it, it, it is a is a pretty big testament to the state of affairs on that issue. Um, it seems so anytime I, they put a title on something, there's some legitimacy to what they're putting the title on. They're using that to distract from the legitimacy of what these people are talking about. Truth or birth or uh, what other ones we have out there. I mean, they, they always put it to conspiracy theorists. I mean, the CIA developed that in the 60s. But they always put that there to distract from what the message being spoken is. It's not, it, it's not that we hate people. It's that we want the truth. We want justice. We want things done properly. Amen. Amen. Well, I mean, for, for me, I just want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a leave me aloneist and I, I, I advocate openly for the abolition of this entire system. I think that's the only way to really solve it, to be honest with you. The U.S. government just needs to be abolished, let the states run things until we can either agree to just be individual states or we can agree to come back with a federal government that's actually controlled by the states the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, or or just, you know, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> the main point for from Jordan Page is leave me alone. Uh, I'm going to build my clan here, which he's been doing, because uh, I know that's a big thing you believe in, is if you want to change the world, you need to populate it with people that are going to have the same views and follow your, your directions or follow your direction. This is true, Sean. I mean, out outbreeding the statists should be priority number one for this movement. You know, we, we have failed to, we have failed to even maintain our numbers. Um, the, you know, the, 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 the consciousness movement for, you know, from out of the Ron Paul revolution has dwindled significantly and I've seen it firsthand. Yep. Um, but so, so, you know, my solution is to make more, create more patriots. If we can't, you know, convince them, uh, we have to just make them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, only, I'm only kidding with that. I mean, I, I, we have a big family. I'm just making a joke. I don't, I, I don't really believe that, but I, I, I think we do have, you know, there, there, there is some science to that. And, 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 you know, a culture needs to have a, 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 a birth rate of at least 2.1, um, to, in order to maintain itself mm -hmm. and, you know, that's just, that's clearly not happening. Yeah, um, I think in the, in the U.S., I think it's like 1.3 children for every two people. That's yeah. Something along those lines. It's, it's less people are being produced than we have currently. So everybody talking about the growth of population is really not as accurate as they believe if we're not holding a birth rate that's replacing both parents. That's how it exactly. works. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, more educated people are having fewer children. Well, it's it's expensive, man, and that's a part of this movement issue. You know, I I don't know where I fall anymore in all this movements, uh, but I know I'm a, a person with children who love my kids, who just wants to live, like you said, leave me alone. I don't do anything wrong. Yeah, okay, I smoke a little pot. Is that really that bad of a thing? I mean, just leave me alone, like you said. I I got to go with that. Well, you know, if the individual is capable of governing themselves, then all outside government is illegitimate and tyrannical you know i mean like that that's that's my position you know i i am capable of governing myself and and i am the only legitimate government in the world as as a parent and head of a household so you know i i've argued this many times that the only legitimate government anywhere is the family unit and the purpose of that government is to raise the offspring to be self-sufficient and and to be able to govern themselves 
so if, you know, and, and have personal responsibility. And that's a problem that's uh, happening. We're not teaching our children how to do that. I mean, we are, but general society is teaching them to be just like general society is right now, dependent. Well, well, there's a, the, the reason for that is that, you know, the vast majority of, of kids in this country are being raised by the state in state-run institutions. And the state, like the, the, the American establishment has zero interest in having self-sufficient, free-thinking people as it's, as it, as the bulk of its citizens. It wants drone workers. It wants mindless slaves. It wants people to be dependent. It wants a welfare warfare state in perpetuity. And so that's why the American education system is set up the way that it does. That's why Common Core is just the the realization of of generations of planning. Um, you know that this 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 sort of nonsense has been in the works for a long, long time. And you know those of us who are awake and aware and and physically capable of keeping our kids home and out of the clutches of the state and its and its you know BS institutionalized uh, education system. Uh, or I should say, miss at this education system. Uh, you know, we we like we're homeschooling, and and to be quite frank, our children are thriving in this environment. You you put a kid in a, in a prison environment in a box where the bell rings and he's you know prompted to stand up and walk to the next box uh, for eight hours a day, five days a week, you know, 180 days of the year. Um, you know. You, you get what you pay for with, with that, and and you know our our children are thriving in this in this open free learning environment. Like they're they're reading and writing and doing arithmetic far beyond the children that they were in school with. I mean they're they're you know I mean my oldest is seven and he's doing like third fourth grade material at this point. Nice. Uh, it's amazing how how having the parent educate their child, uh, they tend to move quicker. Uh, throughout the the curriculum and it, it's just it's better for the child because it's more one-on-one i have a friend up in jersey that does the same thing she's she homeschools both her children they're very religious which you know i'm not i'll be honest a lot of my listeners know that about me i don't know if you knew that i'm not a religious guy i'm 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 i have faith i would say but i don't trust religion i believe there's something more i just i don't know what it is so as long as i live my life pleasant happy and well and treat other people good. I don't think it matters whether I believe or not, and and that's why we see. I think children str- uh, uh, go so well when they're homeschooled is that they're getting the core of what they need to be intelligent, but they're also being taught truthful uh, information, and and they're able to interact better with a parent. Absolutely, and 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 they get they get the, every ch- every child in our family gets that one on one attention. Uh, and they, they're being taught with love and, and, and they're not being taught in this, you know, stringent, cold environment that is designed to suppress their creativity. Right. Uh, you know, so, so that, that, that's one thing that we're doing to, 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 to fight the system is, uh, is what we're raising a family of, uh, of, of conscientious, educated and very loved, uh, little patriots. They're being taught to question. You know, I, we had a conversation at dinner last night. The, ch- the children wanted to know, uh, they wanted me to teach them about the Revolutionary War. You know, and my, my, my son just, my, my six-year-old just asked me, you know, would you teach us about this? And I, and I explained to them in a nutshell what happened. And, and I, I, I asked them, you know, do, do you think that the colonists were right? Do you think that they had the right to be free and to be independent? They said, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
we, we, we talk about taxes. I mean, these are little kids. I mean, my, my, my youngest is, is 11 months, but you know, the, the next, we, we've got a, you know, a three year old and a four year old and almost six year old and a seven year old. And you know, I, I explained taxes to them two days ago and they were, they were absolutely horrified that a group of people, you know, use violence and force to coerce people to give them the money that they earn, you know, and, and you know, our, our children, they do chores and, and there are, there's a reward system for behavior and for the amount of chores that are done. And I said, you know, what, what if you were trying to earn this particular reward and, and, and like you were going to get maybe two hours of, um, of TV or something, or you were going to get two hours of whatever it is you wanted to do. Cause we don't watch a lot of TV here, but TV is a special thing. Right. Um, so we, uh, you know, we said, what if you were going to get two hours of, of this reward? And then when you were finished doing all the hard work it took to get there, I, I decided, I said, well, I'm going to take an hour away uh, from it just, you know, because I, because, because I want that hour. <laughs> they were like, no, that would be wrong. I earned that. And I'm like, well, that's taxes, children. Yeah, exactly. So they get that, that, that there is a, that, that there is a, a, a body of, of people called the, the government. And that that they take people's money away from them after they've earned it, and and that they claim to do things with this money that's for the good of all, but really this is what they go and do with it, and and you know they they were absolutely you know just just outraged. That was the that's the word I would use. They were outraged, but you know children can get it. Why don't adults get it? I mean taxation is theft. You know I, I I'm I'm just. Um, I, I, I'm as anti-establishment as you can get. I'm not against the the idea of of government lo- on a local level, Sean, mm. uh, because people do it. They've been doing it since there have been people. People get together and they agree on things and they set certain standards for how they want to live, and, and then they, they 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 try to to maintain that standard through one means or another. And I'm not against. That, that, I'm not against government. I'm against having rulers, and that's what we have. You know, we, we have, we have a democratic dictatorship, a military democratic dictatorship that we've had for a long, long time. It does not serve the people. It serves itself. And the only way that it can grow is to perpetuate war and suffering and misery and slavery all over the planet. You know, we have, we have the bit of the largest empire that the world has ever seen exists today. At, at the hands of the United States federal government. And as we know, and all empires fail. All empires fail. They spread and spread until they're too, they're, 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 they're so big and fat that they, they collapse on itself and then everyone pays the price. And so what we're trying to do right now is create system, like, like alternative systems to, to, to the, to the federal government system of control to, to, to have some, some self-determination. And I think, you know, Bitcoin is a huge part of that. It's, it's a huge part of the answer. It's, it's, a, it's a direct circumvention of the Federal Reserve System. Peer-to-peer, encrypted, not decentralized currency. This is, a, this is a great thing that's happening. The cannabis movement is, a, is an incredible uh, thing that's happening. The, the, the momentum that it has is so encouraging. You know, I mean, you were, I guess you were asking me, like, you know, what, what, what I think about this and that. And I, I think that the movements that have sprung up out of the Ron Paul revolution that are issue based instead of in, instead of figurehead based are are really gaining steam they're, and they're gaining traction and momentum and I love seeing it. I mean, cannabis 
you know, the, hu- the human body has an endocannabinoid system in it that 99% of people are not aware of. They're right. never taught that we have a cannabinoid system with receptors that react to this plant. This plant is the cure for most of the, of the miseries of the human race. And there are many ways to consume it besides smoking it and, 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 and for the psychoactive properties. You know, and, and, and the pharmaceutical companies know this and they're, and, and, and they, they buy the government to, to keep us hooked on their poisons and keep the cure for cancer and everything else as a schedule one drug, you know, and, 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 and they keep people. And then the prison industrial complex is, is related to that directly because there are more, there are more people in prison per capita in this country than any country in the world. And there are actually more black people in prison in this country than there were slaves in 1850. Okay. And, and that, and, and the vast majority of them are nonviolent drug offenders. And, and the vast majority of them are, are, are for marijuana. So this, this, this is just a cash cow. We are being manipulated like livestock on a farm, uh, to suit a, a, a globalist agenda, to, to suit a, a big business agenda. That's what this is. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the military industrial complex is, is no different than the prison industrial complex. The pharmaceutical industrial complex, the banking cartels, like what has to happen here is that we all have to wake up and smell the roses and and find a better way and make government obsolete. We don't need a bloody revolution. All we have to do is stop supporting the beast. That's how easy it is. Guys, Jordan Page, Jordan Page Music is his uh, Twitter handle if you want to follow him. Uh, He's touring again well he's been touring very heavily as he said earlier for two years now uh and you're on your way to florida i really wish you would come closer to me at one point in time during your tours because they're always so far away uh i'm southwest florida in between sarasota and fort myers so it's it's like when you're in orlando it's two and a half hours tampa i think you're in tampa this time right I am, yes. I, I may, depending upon the date and my work schedule, I may try to make it to that one because I'd like to shake your hand one day, first of all. Um, so let's get into your tour coming down here, uh, what it's about. And I, I have a question for you about June. Let, let's start there first off. Um, I was sent a question from one of my listeners, uh, John Riley. I know he follows you. Uh, there's a, a Freedom Festival, a Florida Freedom Festival coming to Florida here in June. Uh, I believe it's in Bradenton. Yeah, Bradenton at the Riverwalk. Uh, have you been contacted about this? Are you interested in it? I, I'm not connected to it. I just want to bring it to your attention. I have been contacted, and I will be headlining at it. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I'll definitely be there to that one, then. I'll make sure I have that, that weekend off. Uh, I'm actually trying to maybe do a live broadcast from there if possible, so uh, we'll have to wait and see how that goes down. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I uh, I don't have a ton of details yet, but... I'm 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 pretty sure uh, Adam Kokesh is going to be emceeing the event, and he's always so, yeah. and he's a good friend of mine, and he's always great. Um, and I've got a lot of new songs, and I'll have even more new songs to play. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do at least an hour, probably a two hour concert. And yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time. We just um, we just signed the, the paperwork on that uh, uh, about uh, last week, I think. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing that. Oh, we'll have uh, to have you on again before that. Make sure uh, we remind each other of that as it's coming close. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. So now well, you're this, cr- go ahead. I was going to say this week. You asked about this week. Uh, tomorrow I fly to Pensacola, and I'm doing um, 
I'm doing kind of like a private event, but it's but it, 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 it's open to the public, but it's at a private residence. I I, I do I, I realized years ago that I do that I, like like in order to keep things rolling, I had to go where the people were, and because all all the liberty you know rallies and events and protests they all dried up, and you know that there just were no more events going on anymore, and that and that was my bread and butter for a long time was doing those kinds of events and 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 rallies. Uh, and once the Paul campaign was over, uh, that that they, they pretty much all just kind of went away. So well, we're coming to election cycle, so that should pick up again for you, hopefully. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it already is. You know, I'm getting I'm getting phone calls now, and that's and that's great. Um, but the last two years, I've been touring really heavily, and I've been connecting with local groups, local patriot groups, and whatnot, political advocacy groups, and um, and local meetups, and they've been organizing. Uh, shows for me and sometimes these are house concerts where we have you know 30 to 100 people show up and it's potluck and byob and you know jordan page is in your living room melting faces and talking smack about the state you know it's, it's a great time is had by all um that that's going to be the show in pensacola you can find more details about it on my facebook page facebook.com slash jordan page music it's a it's an open public page um and then uh Friday, I'm going to be in Orlando. Same same type of deal. Campaign for Liberty or uh, Florida in Orlando is is helping to organize that one. And then Tampa, I'm going to be on Saturday. This coming Saturday, I'm going to be in Tampa at the OSH uh, Coffee Garden, uh, and there and there's a local um, you know artists group, I guess. So they 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 host touring artists to come through, and the people that are organizing it are were big. Uh, Big supporters of Adrian Wiley's campaign, as okay. I, as was I, and I, I, I did an, I did several events for Adrian, and I met them at one of these events, and and they they host house they host concerts, so we uh, we set this up for Saturday, at the OSH uh, Coffee Garden in Tampa, and so I've got three three dates in Florida this week, with uh, Pensacola Wednesday, Orlando Friday, and. Uh, Tampa on Saturday, and it's the Tampa one is 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 a public event. I mean, they're all, you know, the the the, the one in Orlando is actually semi private. It's kind of an invitational, but the the Pensacola and uh, and Tampa events are open to the public, and uh, would love to see you know any of your listeners uh, there. I mean, it's going to be a great time, and I'm I'm I, I've I'm meeting so many people, Sean. Uh, all over the country, it's like I feel like I'm like the, I'm like a database for the liberty movement at this point. I just know everybody. I've I, 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 I'm I'm echoing the Johnny Cash uh, song. I've been everywhere. <laughs> yep, yep, that's a good song too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do that song when I played in the bars for years. You know. Oh, when you but would do covers and stuff. I used to do covers all the time until I realized that you know nobody's getting no nobody's going. I'm not ever going to get anywhere with this doing covers. I mean, like I never wanted to do covers. But but covers were a way for me to make a living, which I did want to do. And but I could throw my own original stuff in the mix. And this is back in the days when I'm playing in bars, and there's like, you know, maybe ten people, you know, at at at, at the bar, you know, watching the game and and eating peanuts and drinking beer, and they they could care less whether I'm there or not. But then there were nights where I, you know, I I started attracting large crowds, and I I would have tons of people at, at my shows dancing and. You know, every when 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 their people are drunk enough, you know, you play Sweet Home Alabama, and all of a sudden there's five hundred dollars in your tip jar, kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know just what you mean. You do what you got to do. I will say that you know, free. I do. I, I do. I can play Freebird 
but I only play it when when with, with a fifty dollar tip attached to it. So I, I will talk to <laughs> sorry, I had to. You know, I had to. <laughs> no, it's all good. My my new joke is uh, is to say reverb. No, I've got enough reverb on this. Thanks, I'm good. Uh, you know, but but I, I you know I, I played like that for years, and then but then you know Liberty hit me and. I started doing these Liberty events and, you know, there'd be, there'd be one night where I'd be in, in, in the Baltimore, Annapolis area and I'd be doing a show at a bar for 15 people who could give a crap whether I was there or not. And then the next, and, and I'd get paid 200 bucks. And then the next night I'd be, you know, playing in front of 3,000 people at a Ron Paul event, playing my own songs. And the first, you know, 50 rows of people know the words to my songs and are singing along. And I was like, I need to do this more often. This, this is what I should be doing. Well, it's lovely. It's, and, it's awesome know, when people hear your voice and you can hear them remembering your lyrics. That's got to mean something. It means they listen to your music. You know, you, you can listen to a song and never know the lyrics. But if you listen to the music and to what it's about and it means something to you, you tend to really absorb that a lot more. Absolutely. Well, the thing about this, this whole, this community is that having, Having like, like like my my Ron Paul sticker on my guitar, it, it it's a flag. It's what it is. It's a banner, and anybody who sees that autom like automatically has a preconceived notion of what I'm about. Mm -hmm. But if you're a Ron Paul person, you know what I'm all about, right? And or, or you have a pretty good idea. And and it's not like having a mutual love of like a sports team. You know, it's not like having a mutual love of a style of of uh, of art or or clothing or, or a something like a hobby. It, we're talking about the most fundamental principles that than the ways that we want to live our lives and the kind of world we want for our children. You know, I can like I, I, all I need to see is a, it's a Ron Paul bumper sticker on someone's car, and I know I can be friends with this person because I know what they're about. Right, and it's because, not about Ron Paul. A, it's about the message that he presents. Absolutely, that and that is the ultimate point. The, you know, the 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 message of the music is that for people. It does that for people. It's it's a, it's a binding, cohesive agent that, that 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 can bring us together. And we don't have to be under you know one you know almighty banner. Just, just, we, but we have a common purpose, and that is to live free. Okay, and that's and then the music itself is the vehicle for the words. So the people that are listening to my songs. You know, they might be listening to it for the musical element, for the for the musical aesthetic, but they're but the real reason they're listening is for the message, is because because the, the it's a very heavy message laden songs that I write and that I put out, and 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 it's the message that that drives me, and it's the message that 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 brings people you know to my shows and 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 to to buy the the CDs and to share them with people. It was about. I want to say about four years ago was my first introduction to you. Um, I, I had heard your music prior on um, what was a polygraph radio. It was the first time I ever heard your music. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And that's that's when I that's where I met you. That's how I got to know you. You know, meet you, Frank Castle, um, Chris Geo, all through polygraph is, is how I found you guys. Uh, and then the first time I ever really saw you and heard you speak was when you were on Adam uh, Kokesh's old show on RT. Uh, during the election cycle, I think it was of uh, 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I forget the song you played there. Uh, it wasn't Listen, I don't believe, because Listen's one of my favorite songs of yours, just so you know. 
Uh, what was the song you did on Adam's show that day? Do you remember? It was probably, I was on there a couple times, but you're probably thinking of the, the campaign song yeah. for Ron, which was The Light of Revolution. That's it, yep. And Yeah, someone asked me to write a campaign song for him, and you know, I I, I didn't know what I was going to do, and and I didn't know I, I, how how do you enca- how do you encapsulate the message of this man in 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 one song? But so so I just kind of started asking questions, uh, which is the way that you which is the best way to convert people anyway is to ask them the right questions. So I started asking questions, and it just became the song, and uh, and fortunately I had the the opportunity to to, to play it for him. Probably a dozen times, and he loved it, and, and and they kept asking me back to keep coming back and playing it for people, and you know I don't I don't get to play it much anymore, but it's still one of my favorites that I've done. It had some great lines in it. Well, with that being said, uh, with the election cycle coming up, uh, I, I've really separated myself. I don't even know if I'm going to vote for federal this year at all, or you know this next election cycle. Where? Where are you hanging your hat? Or, or are you hanging your hat anywhere specific? Are you going to back Rand? Are you going to not back anybody? Like, what's your thought pattern on this cycle coming up? I don't, I mean, for me, there's, it, it, voting for anything on the federal level is an endorsement of the system, and I don't endorse the system. Um, Rand, as far as Rand goes, I think that if he were to become the president, which is, uh, you know, a snowball's chance, uh, because he's got Ron Paul's blood in his veins. But if he were to become the, the president, I think the country would be better for it. Um, I can't say that about any of the other candidates. You know, the, w- w- the people that I'm really backing, Sean, are Jeb and Hillary. Because Jeb and Hillary. You see my fa- I don't know if you can are, see me, but my face just went, what? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Sean. Jeb and Hillary are going to do more to jumpstart this movement and to wake people up than Ron Paul could ever dream. Because having these two no-talent-ass clowns on stage together <laughs> uh, talking about the, the, the best way to enslave us and enslave the world, you know, ha- having a Bush and a Clinton doing this again, I think is really going to show the American people and the whole world just what a, an absurd system this is. That, that it, it is a, it's an oligarchy that it's run by very powerful, very wealthy families who are completely out of touch and have no interest in the, in the good of the people whatsoever. And they, they circumvent the rule of law at every turn. Um, you know, it, it, it the, 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 these, these people have, have sold their humanity out for power and, and money and all that comes with it. And, uh, I, I really think that having Hillary and Jeb on stage together is something that we really need. Uh, in order to wake folks up, because they they have to they they have to be able to see it with their eyes, the Clinton and Bush dynasties uh, in full effect, and I I think it's going to be really entertaining, and I'm going to have popcorn at every debate. Well, Jordan, keep in mind you have to have something to sell it, and I don't think they ever had any humanity, so you know that's that's a that's a, a sketchy slope we're walking on there. You know what I mean? Hey, fair point you make, Sean. I concede to 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 the to the gentleman from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Um, what's you know your music's a big thing. You have a big family. You're traveling a lot. You talk a lot of politics. Other than you know what we've discussed so far, is there anything at the top of your mind or at the top of your list of what you seem you you think is the most important thing? The the one the one wedge that can actually make a difference what 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 are you seeing the most of that that really affects you 
Well, you know, I mentioned Bitcoin and cannabis. I think I, I, I think those two particular issues uh, could 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 save the world. You know, cannabis from a medicinal standpoint, from from a consciousness standpoint, and from a manufacturing standpoint. Uh, you know, hemp hemp could save the environment uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, cannabis can eradicate most diseases. Um, and you and feel good Bitcoin, when you're doing too. So, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I don't. I, I, just, just for your listeners' understanding, I don't, I don't smoke cannabis, I, and I haven't for about 15 years. Wow. Um, but, but I, but, but I, I, you'll not, you'll not find a bigger advocate for the the absolute eradication of prohibition than Jordan Page. Um, you know, I, I, I want everyone to have access to this plant. This is a plant that God made as part of this planet. We were, we were designed to interact with this plant. That's why we have the cannabinoid system in our bodies. So and, and and the people the people that have have banned it know this, they know they know what it is, mm-hmm. and they and they don't want to have access to it because it interferes with their monopoly on misery, and 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 and, and it's big 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 business. I mean the the, the 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 United States federal government, the CIA, they're the biggest they're the biggest drug dealers in the entire world, and they and they they've had a vested financial interest in keeping it illegal to keep prices high. Of course. And now. But but now they but 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 yet they own the patent on medicinal marijuana. Think go, about that. Go figure, right? I mean, that's ridiculous. So it goes back to really what you were saying, and and the hashtag that was created by one of my listeners, the Leave Me Aloneist hashtag. Leave Me Aloneist. There you go, right that's there. That's me. That, that's you. I'm a <laughs> that but is... I'm, all, I'm also one of the things that I that I educate people about. One, one issue the most is is the uh, militarization of police. Um, I, I talk about this all the time, but, th- but that, that's only a symptom though. You know, the, the, the root cause is the apathy and ignorance, willful ignorance of the people a- allowing these, you know, armed thugs to, to brutalize them and terrorize them and kill their family members without, with, with impunity, without any recourse, without any, uh, without any consequences. Um, we have, we have allowed a culture of, of violence to, to, overtake us and now it now it's a tidal wave that's that's over top of us and 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 we as a people have to come together and push back and show them that this will not be tolerated and and, and that that a, a i mean I, i'm for the abolition of police too you know i i would like like if, we, if we're going to have any kind of law enforcement it needs to be the sheriff's department who is elected by the people you know, and, and but even you know, there's a lot of sheriffs out there that that are that are the problem as well. About ten percent right. of the sheriffs in this country are on the level as far as the Constitution. They're on the level as far as you know, protecting the rights of the citizens. I mean, the, the office of the sheriff, you know, comes out of out of Europe, where you know you had a shire, which is which was the town where the people lived, and you had the shire reeve, who was the weapons maker, and 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 when. Agents of the king, when soldiers of the king would come to to you know terrorize the citizens and t- and take from them what they wanted, the Shire Reeve was the person that they would hire to protect them, you know. But but somehow over you know the course of of, of generations upon generations, the Shire Reeve or sheriff, instead of pointing his his spear or his sword at the soldiers of the king, has turned around and become the enforcer of the agents of the king. So we need to educate sheriffs on what their what their role actually is. They need to turn their sword around and point it 
at the agents of the king, or in this case, the agents of the state. Which Sheriff so Mack I, has been I, doing very well. He's been out there trying to, to get with uh, a fellow sheriffs, and he's written a great book to help educate sheriffs on their duty. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize how powerful a sheriff is in their county. Uh, and that is the almighty being in your county. They can throw feds out of there if they feel just... Uh, and that is a very important thing. You know, my old co-host, I don't know if you remember him, uh, Forto Jones, you haven't been on with us for a long time. Uh, but he always said, you know what, listen, eliminate all police forces, but let's have private police. We hire them. They don't do the job right. We fire them. If they're giving out too many tickets for stupid things to generate revenue, we fire them. We hire another police force. So what's your thought on a private police force hired by a town, county, development, whatever? Everywhere you see private police forces, you see a dramatic reduction in crime. You, it, it works. Every case study you read, you can see clearly that this works. But this, but, but, but that type of, of system is antithetical to what the state, you know, to, to the state's agenda. You know, they need to maintain control with violence and the, the police are how they do it. The police have become Massive revenue generators for for the state and executioners. And, don't forget. Let's not forget that either. Executioners, exactly. Um, you know, like I, I could talk all day long about not not just police brutality, but police murder. Mm-hmm. You know, I, these are are there good police officers out there? Sure, I'm sure there are, but there are so few now it, compared to the amount of you know arrogant entitlement thugs that are out there cracking people's skulls for for nothing compared to the 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 the, the 500 percent increase in SWAT team uh deployments since their inception um then then there are good cops out there and the good cops by and large are not standing up against the corruption because they get killed they get fired Mm -hmm. they get ostracized they get demonized by by the media and 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 ultimately they pay the price. They're like they're like we treat whistleblowers in this country like the worst kinds of criminals, and that is a cultural problem. We have we we have allowed ourselves to be manipulated. The culture, like like I, I, you know, you asked me a question before. I didn't really answer it, Sean. I gave you things that I think that are that are that are going right. You asked me like what is the biggest issue, mm-hmm. and I didn't answer the question. I apologize. The real the real answer to that question is changing the culture, educating the people. Because until you educate the culture and change the culture to not accept torture, to not accept, you know, uh, wars on, on ideas, wars on, on, on figments of our imagination and the brutalization of the population and, and ultimately the enslavement of the population, it doesn't matter who you vote for. We, like, Jesus Christ himself could be the candidate. And 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 it, and it wouldn't matter because the people don't care. Right. The, like as a people, we don't care. We care about ourselves. We, we care, care about what's happening. Care about the music. Little... The music people. The TV people. The movie people. This person. That person. We don't care about what's going on in our own worlds. It's all brainwashing. It is. It, it is. It's all mind control programs that have been in, implemented for a long, long time to the point where now. When you speak common sense to people, it sounds crazy to them. Just common sense. Two plus two is four. Common sense Hello. sounds crazy to them. <laughs> Sorry, my little one just walked in. 
<laughs> Gotta love having your home studio. The kids always wandering whenever you don't expect it, right? Well, same here. You know, I have, I have a show. I, I haven't done my show in a couple of months because I've just been touring so much. But I have a show called Page Against the Machine on uh, LMR. And, uh, you know, my, my kids come in all the time when I'm on the air. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah, that that is an important thing, though. Changing the mentality, changing the belief, not even changing the belief system, just making people realize it's about you. It's about the person sitting next to you. It's about humanity. It's not about making money for big business. It's not about fighting wars to produce money for big business. It's about taking care of humanity. We're all human beings, and until we realize that, until we follow the track of, of true humanism, until we really look at every individual, doesn't matter color, race, religion, read, uh, creed, doesn't matter. None of that matters. Until you can get past all that, we're, we're doomed. We're stuck. Well, that's why Sean Raspitello has a show. You know, that's why Jordan Page tours. That's why anybody's doing anything. We're trying to wake people up until mm-hmm. people are aware they don't have the opportunity to care. You know, <laughs> if, you, if, if you don't, if you don't know you're a slave because you were born into chains, you don't ever question your chains. Even when there's, even when they, they, when they chafe your skin, even when you can't do things that seem that, that, that you instinctually find natural because your chains are all you know. And chains are all that the people of this country know. And, but, but, but they will viciously attack you if you tell them that they're, that they're in chains. One of the there greatest, are more one of the greatest, co- than the, go ahead, sir, go ahead. For- oh, I was going to say one of the greatest yeah. quotes, one of the greatest quotes, quotes I've ever heard is you can't escape from the cage you cannot see. Yeah. So if you don't see the Absolutely. cage holding you in, you can't escape for it from it. Uh, Jordan, where people can find you, your music, uh, keep up with you on tour dates, all that kind of stuff. Well, my website's pretty easy. It's uh, jordanpagemusic.com. That's an easy way to get a hold of me. Um, I'm just, I'm all over the place. I'm, I have a big presence on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I, um, your music, all how about that? YouTube. Where can we find that? Uh, fa- everything for me online is Jordan Page Music, one word. Okay. So it's twitter.com slash Jordan Page Music, so on and so forth. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm all over YouTube. My, my, you know, my, if you, if you want to hire me to do, to come do a show, or you, if you want me to come to your area on one of my tours, my email is jordanpagemusic at gmail.com. Uh, I'm super easy to get a hold of, and I'm very accessible. And I'm just, it's like, I'm kind of like moving away from just being like a liberty movement artist because, you know, the, the, the liberty movement is, is in bad freaking shape. You know, the, the, the nullification movement's strong. The second amendment movement is strong. The March Against Monsanto movement is strong. The cannabis and Bitcoin movements are strong because they're issue based movements. And I've always been an issue based guy. It was never about Ron Paul for me. Although I love Ron and I love his family and, and he's done a lot for me and I'll always be grateful to him for that. But, but I, I think he would agree with me that it, it should never have been about him. It should have been about the message, the issues that he was bringing up. And I'm always been an issue guy. And I love seeing the issue based movements so powerful and making such meaningful strides. Um, so, you know, that, that's what I'm focusing on are, are the issues that I care about and, and writing about the things that, 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 that matter to me and, and that, that I can, you know, a lot of people out there write to me all the time telling me what matters to them. 
and a lot of, and some of those people have convinced me to come on board with some of their some of the issues that they, that that they champion. So you know, I'm um I'm very I'm very open. I mean, I to me this is art. It, it's it's my self expression. It's my passion. It's the way I make a living. It's how I do everything. I mean, it, it is the music has always been the central character and driving force in my life. But now, in the last you know what, fifth, eight eight nine years, it it's it's had a much deeper meaning. It's had a a, a, a very it's it's it, I've I've had a, I've had a, a a blade on the end of my spear rather than just having the spear, and and I'm able to really reach a lot of people and help them to see what's really going on by opening the door to conversation, to ideas, by asking questions in my songs. That's what we need. We need people to get uh, their attention grabbed in some other form, other manner, other way. Uh, Jordan, I really appreciate you joining me tonight. As we get closer to the June event, let's get in touch. Let's make sure we're promoting that. And anytime you need something from me or anybody I have connections with, dude, let me know. I will. Thanks so much, Sean. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for all you do. And uh, just I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, I appreciate you joining me. And again, Jordan Page Music, just Google it. You'll find him if you want to check out his music. Go, go figure out how to purchase it from him. Send the guy a couple bucks. Help him you know, get through things. That's what we all need. We're all working for you, but we need help getting through it. Uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes, guys. You're listening to First 52 on RazRadioLive.com. We'll talk to you in a couple minutes. Friday nights at 7 o'clock on RazRadioLive.com. It's one of America's most popular radio programs. It's the LRWS. Don't believe us? Just ask Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. People are allowed to be morons. They're allowed to be stupid. They're allowed to think idiotic thoughts. So during your Friday night plans, make sure that you take Lawrence Ross, Thomas Lakeman, and Matt Davis with you. Dumb Florida morons. Make sure you give these guys a call at 941-421-0401. Get off the phone with you, waggy prick. That number again is 941-421-0401. They drive me fucking nuts over here, Chief. It's the LRWS. US. You suck! Each and every Friday evening. On RazRadioLive.com.
Entered the ghost of Vietnam through a veil of napalm. Don't forget your mistakes and where you came from. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941 941- Four two one zero four zero one, and avoid nine four one four two one zero four zero one. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com. Came up from the bottom. Down here, we just 
roll with the tide. Nick Saban and Jesus, yeah, that's our guys. Football on Saturday, church on Sunday. Been working all week trying to raise beer money. Just like you, our rent's past due. And the Waffle House ain't considered fast food. It's a luxury, like caviar. Sipping mama sweet tea out of mason jars. The ladies wear denim and the men wear dickies. Cause he's been working hard changing all at the chippy. Granddaddy named Earl, got an uncle named Billy. We gon' light up the grill. Y'all holler if you're with me. Eating hush puppets and mud bugs. And our headlights all covered in love bugs. She gon' keep Been down, but I came up from the bottom in a product of the lotto. We need no glass to drink my liquor out the bottle. Oh, motherfuckers, yeah, that's my motto. Working class, the only people I follow. They understand where I'm from. I've been down, but I came up from the bottom. I've been down, but I came up from the dock up the bay down to the river bend. Thank Jordan Page for joining us. Uh, he's a great individual, just a good person. Uh, and I really, I wish more people could think that way. Don't you guys agree? Don't you think that'd be a better way to think? I think it would be. I don't know. There's so many different things we could do in this world that would just make life flow so much easier for us. It would make things much nicer for everybody. You know, this is not about me. It's not about you. It's about everybody. That's what we were talking at the end there. So again, I want to thank Jordan Page, jordanpagemusic.com, at Jordan Page, Jordan Page, or at Jordan Page Music on Twitter, Jordan Page Music on Facebook. Find the guy. Support him. He's got some great music. I, I, I know I, I play Liberty because that's, or listen, I'm sorry, because that's my favorite song by him. That's just the song I enjoy. It, it really touches me, but he's got so many other great songs. I mean, you got, uh, War Machine, Message of Freedom, the, 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 um, the, the Liberty, I think that was the one for Ron Paul. There's just so much good music by him, and, and you guys really should check him out. Give him some support. And I look forward to, to meeting him in June, cause I'm definitely gonna be going to that, that event, whether I'm broadcasting or not from there. Uh, at least I can maybe call in to 
a show or two that we have running at the time. If you guys want to join, 941-421-0401. You're more than welcome to call me. If you're on Twitter, uh, use RazRadio1 as our handle. You can find us there. You're always welcome to request us as friends if you want to contact us during shows. Got a lot of shows that go on in this station. We're going to continue to add more. So just keep your eyes open for that. So where should we start today? Uh, this extra stuff I've got. You know, I've got 8 million tabs open, as I always do when I do radio shows. That's just how I, I run it. I just pull up a bunch of tabs and start reading things that really get my attention. You know, one thing Lexi and I talk about all the time we stand up against is uh, GMO foods. And we know who one of the biggest pr- uh, proprietors of GMO food is. It would be Monsanto. Well, today, March 23rd, oh, I'm sorry, March 23rd, yesterday, an article comes out, and this is in The Independent. Monsanto chief admits hubris is to blame for public fear over GM. <laughs> hubris. The American company that produced the world's first genetically modified crap, crop, crap, I would say genetically modified crap, yes, has admitted for the first time that is that its hubris in promoting the technology contributed to consumer backlash against genetic modified foods. Speaking to the Independent, the chief executive of Monsanto conceded that the company had failed to appreciate public concerns over GM technology when it was introduced nearly 20 years ago. And he also also said that the company had suffered by making the wrong call when it failed to rebrand itself in the aftermath of the botched launch of GM in Europe. As you know, or maybe you don't know, uh, GMO foods are banned in Europe and many other countries, not the U.S., though. But Hugh Grant claimed that unless public attitude towards biotechnology changed, it would be impossible to feed the world's growing population and called for more, more what? Not, nauseant, I wish I had a co-host to help me say words. I don't know, more something debate, an N-U-A-C-E-D debate, <laughs> on the potential use for GM technology in the developing worlds. There has never been a lot of trust in companies, particularly not big companies, and certainly not big American companies, he said. Now, don't you think that's a problem in itself right there, that big American companies aren't trusted? I mean, hello? You think there might be a reason for that? Maybe because you're evil? You want to kill people? Even though you want to say you're trying to do good? I think you know better. We were so far removed from the supermarket shelf that was... That was never something we gave a lot of thought to. We never thought about our place in the food chain. That's because you don't have a, a rightful place in the food chain. The food chain is natural foods, not your mutated, nasty shit. I think as an agricultural community in general, and Monsanto in particular, there is so much more to do to explain where food comes from and how it is produced and how much more we're going to have to make. All right. I think we all know where food comes from. The ground. Not from a chemistry lab and the little thing you got going on there. So, uh, the Independent visited Monsanto to speak to its senior executive as part of a series on GM foods. I love how they call it GM foods instead of GMO foods. I know that's just stupid little thing that bothers me, but you know, hey, I get bothered by little things. That's just how I am. Ask how the company had to deal with public concerns over the introduction of the first GM varieties 20 years ago. Mr. Grant replied, hubris and nativity, nativity, 
Nativity. Nativity. I don't know. There are, there are sort of opposite ends of the same coin. We did really cool science and we worked within global regulatory requirements from where we were. The conversation with consumers was an abstract. We did really cool science. But he claimed that companies like Monsanto would be needed if the world was to feed a growing population. If you took a look at the farming, uh, if you took, uh, farming in parentheses, if you took a look at growth in the last 15 years, about 70% came from new land cultivation. When you go from 6 to 9 billion over the next 30 to 40 years, there is no new land. Can you do it without biotech? I don't think so. You need us. You want us. Mr. Grant hoped some form of concession could could be found between environmentalists and big biotech companies. There is a middle ground in all of this, and if the shrill noise could die down, my hope is there is an opportunity to engage in this. Maybe this is optimistic, but I think there is a chance that we are going to look back fondly and say, God, some of those arguments, they were intellectually interesting, but practically ridiculous. Hmm. <laughs> Addressing European anti-GM activists who have long targeted Monsanto as the face of the biotech industry, Mr. Grant said they had to explain how the world could be fed without such technologies. I would say to them, if you step back from your daily life and Tesco or Waitrose or Sansbury, and you think about your kids and your grandchildren, then if not this, then what? How are we going to crack this thing? If Monsanto and the entire industry did not exist, then what would the alternative, what, what would the alternative would look like? That doesn't make any, did not exist, then what would the alternative would look like? That's what it says. Mr. Grant added that he was also frustrated that the anti-GM lobby had failed to adequately answer the questions of how to feed more people with finite land without using new technology. The thing that often frustrates me in these debates is that there is never an alternative. The other side of this is still pretty empty. (sighs) Never mind the cancers you're causing or the other diseases that might be coming from these mutated organisms that you're feeding us, never mind that there's pesticides inside of your corn or your wheats, never mind all that, never mind the tumors that rats grew within two generations, and remember a rat generation is not that long, only like a couple months, they grew tumors they couldn't walk, the tumors were so big, I think that's something we should be concerned about, and you guys know I've ranted and railed about GMO, and no, I'm not perfect, do we have GMO in this house? Yes, we do. Sorry. It's really hard to avoid it 100%. You try, but you can only do so much. We don't live in a, we live in an apartment. We can't have a garden. It's hard to do it from here. One day we hope to be a, a lot better off than we are. We hope to, to eliminate more of these, these products that we don't want in our system. But we do the best we can at this point in time. As Jordan and I were talking about, money is a hard thing and they use the lack of it to control, you know, what it is that we're able to do. It is a hard thing to pull off. Really hard. So do the best you can. 
to stay away from these products. Do the best you can. That's all I can say. Because I think in the long run, we're going to find a lot of damage done uh, by what these products are, what's in these products, and what they can do to us. <clears throat> Not that I really want to cover this, but I just have to mention it. Um, of course, we've got George Zimmerman back on the news again. We're going to say, I'm just going to cover this momentarily. Uh, this this guy just needs to fall off the face of the earth. Uh, George Zimmerman says his conscience is clear and accuses Obama of bias. So he's okay that he murdered a child, a young adult. He's okay with that. I, I still consider it murder. I'm sorry. I, I He brought that upon himself. You can disagree with me all you want. That's fine. We all are allowed to our opinions. We don't have to agree on everything. But it's time, no matter whether this guy did murder this child or whether or this individual or whether this man was defending his life he's been in the news for multiple other uh arrests and different things along those lines go away dude just go away and that's all i got to say about you you piece of shit so where else can we go here oh how about isis in u.s you know a town was scared they thought you know we got this release of apparently isis got a hundred uh u.s personnel information and they released their address and told their their operatives to make sure they get out there and, and, and kill these U.S. soldiers. Here's their address and go do it. So what does the U.S. government military do? What does the U.S. government, the military do? ISIS on the streets of Metro Detroit? Oh, it was just a planned exercise. This town got freaked out because there was a truck driving around the town with an ISIS flag hanging off of it. They were doing a drill on post, and this truck left post to go, I don't know, to the convenience store or something, with the flag still flying. Hello? Do we have to keep pushing fear to people? Yeah, I was in the military. We never trained off post. When we went to train, we went to a base. We trained on the base. We didn't leave the base. There was some concern in Southfield. Southfield, where is this? Southfield, Southfield. Of course, they don't give me the state. Idiots. Southfield Sunday morning after an ISIS flag was seen hanging from the side of a truck near United States Army Reserve Center. Officials told WWJ News Radio 950 that the flag was being used as part of an anti-terrorism exer training exercise and the truck had briefly left the property. Such a vehicle wouldn't normally leave the base and officials understand why there would be uh, confusion and apologized. <laughs> they say using foreign flags and symbols make their exercise authentic. Okay, I can... I don't argue that. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's cool. I get it. Works for me. It works for you. It works for me. It happened as tensions were high following a group claiming to be Islamic State Hacking Division. Reportedly, Islamic State Hacking Division. Oh, God. Do they really think Americans... Well, yeah, yeah they are that stupid, unfortunately. Uh, reportedly posted information on the Internet, including photos of about 100 members of the Air Force, Army, and Navy, according to site intelligence s-i-t-e intelligence and you know what's funny i actually have a guy on my facebook really good guy patriot um who put up a post the other day saying if your family or friends please you know if, if please unfollow me things have happened it turns out he was one of these hundred people and he's scared i would be scared of the u.s government also the U.S. Marine Corps urged members of the military in a statement to be especially cautious online and limit the amount of personal information available about them. So, yes, let's keep perpetuating the fear. It must continue. 
You must be afraid. It's the only way they can control you. They can't control you if you're not afraid. So be afraid. It makes their job a lot easier. I don't know. Is that what you want? Do you want their job easier? I don't know. I know I don't want my, I don't want to make their job any easier. I want them to, to do their job properly and not give us any shit. Do what's supposed to be done. Argentine, Argentinian archaeologist finds secret Nazi lair in jungle. Uh, some articles have been coming out recently. I don't know if you guys have seen them. Uh, and, and it's well known that a lot of the Nazis were accepted in Argentina after World War II. They were allowed to come in. They didn't have to hide who they were. And there's, there's some reports and, and some belief that maybe, uh, that's where Hitler went to Argentina and he died there peacefully. Well, now they found stone structures in a remote region that, uh, they claim or believed to be ruins of hideouts built by Nazis in case their leaders needed to flee Germany. A team of Argentinian archaeologists investigating a series of ruins in the jungle close to the border of Paraguay believe they have discovered a secret Nazi lair. The cluster of stone structures, now covered by thick vines and accessible only when using a machete to cut through the undergrowth, contains stashes of German coins from the late 1930s, fragments of made-in-Germany porcelain, and Nazi symbols on the wall. We can find no other explanation as to why anyone would build these structures at such a great effort and expense in a site which at the time was totally inaccessible, away from the local community with material which is not typical of the region architectural, said Daniel Schavenslund. Schavenslund, I think that's right, leader of the team. Uh, Mr. Schavenslund from the University of Buenos Aires spent months exploring the site in the Teucara Peninsula Park in the Missionaries region. Uh, I'm butchering all this, I'm sure. Northern Argentina. Argentina. Local legend told that a house in the forest belonged to Martin Bormann, Hitler's right-hand man, who took his own life May 1945. But Mr. Chazelon said there was no evidence to support what he calls an urban myth. Instead, the buildings were planned as a refugee for the leaders of the Third Reich, commissioned in case they needed to flee Germany. Apparently halfway through the Second World War, the Nazis had a secret project of building shelters for top leaders in the event of a defeat. Inaccessible sites in the middle of deserts, in the mountains, on a cliff, or in the middle of the jungle like this, Mr. Chavins told Argentina newspaper Claren. He said that his findings were not yet def- definite, but was but he was convinced of their veracity. I just find this interesting that it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing what can go undiscovered for half for just so long. I mean, that's think about it. We're talking 70, 80, 96 years. This is sat there. 96 years, right? 30s, 70 years to get to 2000. Yeah, 96 years. I mean, what have, what else haven't we found? What else haven't we discovered? What else is being hidden from us? You know, people wonder, oh, how can they keep this secret? Well, 
Thank you, Wayne. Michigan is where that uh that last story I was talking about was from. Uh, uh what what else is there that we don't know of? What else is there that we haven't seen? It just makes you wonder how much could there be that still is is unknown to us. I mean, look at the ocean. We've barely touched anything in the ocean. We know more about outer space than inner space. There's things yet to be discovered in these areas. What what is left? What 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 new things will be discovered? I mean, it's just amazing how much we really don't know yet. Way too much. It's quite comical, actually, when you realize the difference between reality and what some people are talking on TV about. You took the mark of the devil just so you can eat and breathe. Bow down at the feet and surrender liberty. Tyranny and terror corrupt the dictators. Posing as your leaders while they poison every leader. Pumping fluoride in the water while they rape Iraqi daughters. Dumping down the public fashion magazines and fodder. Now they slaughter weaker nations. All the explanations sell a fear to the masses. Terror level elevations. Revelations is unfolding right before your eyes. Wake up in a fever camp. Drugged and hypnotized. Four strikes taking over while you focus on your bling. But I bet by this point you haven't heard a damn thing. It's destruction by design. Prophesized in every script. Take a big step back. The whole picture, distraction of the mind to keep you living in a bubble. We're in a lot of trouble because less than three percent of you people read books. Because less than fifteen percent of you read newspapers. And when the twelfth largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be better for truth? Reaction, solution, it's time to wake up to the formulas they're using State-sponsored terror to burn our constitution Weapons of mass deception of the media delusions Using double speak to keep you following like sheep CNN and Fox News to keep the populace asleep Never looking, never question Why we're headed towards recession A dollar's worth a nickel, but we're ruled by our possession I mentioned that those powers fell in less than an hour Ignorance is bliss, the source of the power But the power in the shadows if we all wake up and see That the land that we're living in is nothing close to free it's destruction by design, prophesizing every script. Take a big step back, see the whole picture. Distraction of the mind to keep you living in a bubble. We're in a lot of trouble. So you listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You eat like the tube. You even think like the tube. In God's name, you people are the real thing. Tech police state, war the searches and water poured in a waste. Mandatory vaccines to keep you sedated. Big brother on the screen to keep the public isolated. Conspiracy theories, now conspiracy facts. Thought crimes condemn like terroristic attacks. Every time you take a breath, you pay another tax. Every time you take a step, it's documented and tracked. It's whack how we're living. The planet's a prison. You should have listened up and questioned 9-11. Declared a revolution, defend our constitution, a public execution of corrupted institutions. Destruction by design, prophesizing every script. Take a big step back, see the whole picture. Destruction of the mind to keep you living in a bubble. We're in a lot of trouble. Mercury containing vaccines may help not harm kids. According to China, China, where to revalue its currency, or China is.
companies to start making safe toys that don't have lead in them or food that isn't poisonous, their costs of production are going to go up. And that means prices at Walmart here in the United States are going to go up too. People out there in our nation don't have that. And uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa. First, the Fox News alert, coalition forces have discovered 500 chemical munitions in Iraq. Good evening. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. How is Ron Paul's number so high? Clearly, uh, some online communities are messing Absolutely. with the, uh, the outlive. Uh, all hell is breaking loose on 6th Avenue. Uh, you know, you need a permit to protest or demonstrate here in New York. But this anarchist group came forward. They really are the... One of the least attractive groups of demonstrators I've ever seen. <laughs> they, uh, uh, I bet uh, one of the leaders, I guess, if violence breaks out, don't worry, we can handle it. Our, uh, our Fox News team can take this bunch of... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to use any foul language, but... Uh, Raz Radio fam, it's your man Wayne in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news. And, um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard All right, Time guys, on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way. No devil music. What a great! Oh, I really messed that one up, didn't I? I? See that? Oh well, that's how it happens sometimes. I'm not perfect. Again, I want to thank Jordan Page for joining us. <laughs> it's been a an interesting evening. We had a great conversation. I love talking with that guy. Lots of lots of, lots of fun. All right, let's bring this down. Let's go to something important here. And I've been trying to bring a, a little different music, at least for my bumper music back in. Something a little change it up a little, you know. Trying to have some fun using what I like out of the new music, because I really don't like any of the new music, to be honest with you. But that's how it works. Man awarded $5.5 million after cops accidentally shot him 16 times. <laughs> 16. Dustin the Harris was shot 16 times by police, but they say it was a big mistake. When Dustin woke up from taking a nap back in February 11th of 2012, two police officers shot him 16 times. But the cops say that they were trying to serve a warrant for somebody else. They just happened to think that the Harris was reaching for a gun when he was, in fact, trying to grab his wallet. The Harris filed two lawsuits as a result, the payouts now totaling $5.5 million. The Harris says the suit is justified by the fact that he lost his job as as a result of being shot and still suffers daily. He also says that he has troubles trouble socializing due to suffering from post-traumatic stress. His left arm and hand also do not function fully due to the multiple gunshot multiple gunshot injuries he sustained from the trigger happy cops. It is a tough job they have to do. Well, I don't agree with that. Well, I agree it's a tough job. I don't agree it's the most dangerous. 
Fiore said to the Seattle Times, while he acknowledged police have a tough job, he says that doesn't mean they don't have to take responsibility for their actions when they make mistakes. Makes sense. I have to take responsibility when I make mistakes, don't you? In this case, the mistake was huge and could have cost an innocent man his life. The Harris was napping at an apartment he was renting to in his friend... Wait. The Harris was napping at an apartment he was renting in his friend Cole Harris's home in Washington. Police weren't looking for the Harris or even his friends. Harrison, but instead for Harrison's son. Harrison's son had done not, hadn't done anything particularly catastrophic. Instead, he had failed to check in with his State Department of Corrections probation officer. They didn't find Harrison or his son. The King County Sheriff's Deputy Aaron Thompson and Corrections Officer Christopher Rongin found the Harris sleeping. They woke him up and asked for him for his ID. When he reached for it, they unloaded on him. I woke up and there were two guys standing at the door, the Harris said. They asked me for ID and went, and I went to grab for it and that's when I was shot. Now, you all know this just happened recently. Gentleman gets pulled over. I don't remember where. Gentleman gets pulled over. He gets, it's in a gas station parking lot. He gets out of the car. Officer says, can you get your driver's license for me? The man turns around to get his driver's license out of the car and the cop starts shooting him. Oh, it was a black man, that's why. That explains it all. Now I understand. You gotta shoot the black man. Yeah, he moved, right? Guys, I'm not racist. I think you, I hope you all understand that was, uh, yeah, I was being a little sarcastic. Just get that. Dwayne. <laughs> you know, this, it's all very disturbing. Wait, what's this? Wayne sent me something. You want to know if I saw this story? Then he said, oh, I guess you did. So I must have just covered it, maybe? No, wait, no. What, what are you sending me? Haha, <laughs> guess you did. I'm waiting to see here. Wayne is loading. Feds arrest family for refusing, refusing to answer questions. A man, woman, and their four-year-old boy at an unidentified inland border patrol checkpoint are ordered and pulled from their vehicle, questioned and taken into custody, all for seeing offensive or refusing to say where they... Oh, I, d- I didn't watch this, Wayne, but I did breeze, breeze through this one. Uh, how long is this video, I wonder? Let's see here. Oh, it's like six minutes long. Yeah, we won't do that. I'm not doing a six-minute video, guys. Sorry. Uh, I, I do remember reading this. They were asked a bunch of questions. The father was pulled out of the car, uh, handcuffed because he refused to answer. They went to take the mother out, got her out, and then they tried to order the child out of the vehicle. But the child uh, was throwing a tantrum because his parents are being drugged away from him. And, you know, how many children really know how to unbuckle their car seat? <clears throat> Hello? Not many. I mean, my son, six years old, yeah, he can do it. He can buckle himself, he can unbuckle himself. He's been doing it about a year now. How old was this kid? Let's see here. Uh, later identified as four. Four years old. Yeah, I don't see a four-year-old being able to unbuckle his car seat. Especially the newer car seats, you know, the four, the five points. I had problems getting our son, because he, he's in a booster now. But at four, he was in a, a regular car seat. And let me tell you, <laughs> that button's right in front of the kid, so they're really hard to push. So no kid's getting himself out of a car seat. Just for the record. So yeah, Wayne, thanks for sending me that. I did see it. Uh, I, I just haven't really talked about it. I've been all over the place. You know how I operate, brother. <clears throat> uh, let's do this one here. I like this. There will be an adjustment living in Google's brave new world. Are you ready to live in Google's world? 
I know I don't want to live in Google's world. I know I, I'm double stuttering that, aren't I? Double stuttering? Yeah, I don't mean to double stutter. Uh, there are 48,000 Google searches every second. That translates to 3.5 billion per day. Think of those numbers. I mean, that is, that's major numbers right there, man. I mean, that is just major, major numbers. And 1.2 trillion per year worldwide. That's twice as many as there were just six years ago. Every six out of ten searches on the Internet are through Google search engine. You probably use it a dozen times a day yourself, even if you accept it as the gateway to the world, often ruled by half-truth and witless lies, because the results they spit back at you are based on popularity than veracity. Popularity than veracity. Now imagine the same portal, only with Mr. Spock as its gatekeeper. Google is pondering something like that, and if workable, it is likely to change much of what we read online. Considering, consider, scientists from the Internet Colossus believe they can someday base these searches not by how popular the web pages are, but by their factual content. Let me reread that but by their factual content. It's merely a theory until algorithm can be developed to evaluate web page accuracy, but its ramifications could be as unlimited as the Internet itself. Now, who is going to determine the factual content? Is the government? Well, we know Google is the government. So does that mean if you search... uh a cop shoots unarmed man. Are, is all you're going to get is CNN and MSNBC, all that support the law enforcement officer? Or are you going to get Raz Radio Live or InfoWars or Jack Blood, DeadlineLive.info? You know, what are you going to get? How, who determines the factual content? It's merely, a th- oh, I read that. Uh, some may lament Lament, late, lament, lament. Jesus, why do they gotta use big words? I'm stupid. Don't use big words. Some may lament the loss of wit. Another one. Witticism. What the? W i t t i c i s m s m s. Witticism from Sarah Palin and Donald Trump. But is that a good or bad thing? Does this mean we will have to switch over to Yahoo? in order to hear from any living politician? Do we want to live in a world governed by factcheck.org or are no longer satisfied with whether pop-ups when we type in the terms, wait, or are no longer satisfied with whatever pops up when we type in the term Barack Obama and birthplace? Back to the birther issue. Amazing, isn't it? So, so you... With with their theory, you'll never get anything if you type that in, except for, you know, facts showing that he's, you know, born here. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that one. That's really disturbing, I think. Should we fear that our... All right, you know what? I'm not reading this article because you just have to throw in big words just to mess me up. Either way, the main point is Google's going to determine what's real and what's not real. And is that what you want? 
Google's going to determine truth from fiction. Is that what you want? I think that's up to you to determine truth from fiction. Yeah. I I talk about stories that maybe I don't have 100% evidence to. But I still believe in what I'm seeing. I still believe in in what is being discussed. These people think they can control our thoughts, and that's what they want. They want to control what we believe. Is that what you want? Do you want somebody else telling you what's right and wrong? Do you want somebody else telling you what's true or false? I don't think we can trust them. Do you think we can trust them, really? And if you do, please explain to me how. You know, a lot of people say that I'm a cop hater, and I, I found this this gentleman today. Uh, I don't know much about him. I haven't gone over much of his stuff. But I followed him today because of this one prolific statement that he posted today. <laughs> Why do I write about police misconduct? Lately, I have posted many stories related to police misconduct. Some of the behavior detailed in these stories violates the Constitution or state and federal law. Some of the conduct violates police department regulations. A lot of the incidents I report involve serious bodily injury, sexual abuse, or death caused by cops. In many of the stories, officers receive preferential treatment relative to other offenders. As I have previously as I have previously explained, I do not post these stories because I hate cops. Instead, I post these stories because I love justice, the Constitution, and equality. I will never rest from fighting for these principles. These posts have angered many reader readers, including some friends. They often ask, why do you only post stories about bad cops? Or why do you bash cops? These questions distort my purpose. I am not bashing cops. I am criticizing police misconduct. I am informing people that cops are not above the law and that they commit crimes, lie, and should be subject to the same punishment that the law imposes upon others. Also, these questions rest on an enormous assumption that if a writer researches social problems, that writer must also report on good things in society. But that is perplexing. Considering the following... Hypothetical questions. If someone blog, uh, consider the following hypothetical questions. If someone blogs about a cancer, must that person blog about people without cancer? If someone blogs about medical malpractice, must she also blog about good doctors? If someone writes, if someone writes about the destructive nature of tornadoes, must that, must that person also write about the beauty of a sunny spring day? If someone writes about criminals, must that person also write about people who do not break the law? I would say no to all these questions. What about you? If you have trouble saying no, then perhaps you are simply so defensive or uninformed about cops that seeing misconduct among law enforcement officers troubles or angers you. So be it. I am concerned about the Constitution and victims of official misconduct. I am not here to write fairy tales. This is from Dissenting Justice on Facebook. 
Uh, I'm going to reach out to this individual. Uh, that's what I feel. That's exactly how I feel. You know, I don't hate cops. I, I've, I've said this a hundred times. I've got cops I sit and talk with at the restaurant. I, I've got people I consider my friends that are cops. I just want them to do what is expected of us. And it goes back to my whole humanitarian, my whole human, you know, we're all human beings status, statement. That's what it's about. Yes, there are stupid, ugly, evil people in this world. You're not going to change that. I'm not going to change that. It's just the way it is. And unfortunately, we can't change that. But we can, ourselves, be good people. We can, ourselves, move this society into a better direction. And that's all I want, and that's all I ask, is that we all stand up as good people. That we teach our children how to be good people. That we don't allow the ugliness or the evil to continue to rule our world the way it is now. Because this is not the world I want for my child. And I hope it's not the world you want for your child. But only we can fix that. Are you willing to stand up and make those changes to make the world better for your children and grandchildren? You're the only one that can do it. Remember, without you, the war is, is lost. Well, guys, it's been an, an excellent sat, uh, Tuesday. Again, Jordan Page Music. Just find it. Check them out. I hope you guys have a great week, a great weekend. Keep listening to Raz Radio. Keep listening and keep reaching for truth. Be safe. Love you guys. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world, always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time. Dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination's face The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a past
so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity Cement the concrete's alive Where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite
Williams. This the home of the true multicultural women looking fly, men swarming like some vultures. We affected by a million different cultures, crafted in the sound just like it was a sculpture. Taste a damn for Van Caravana, puffing on Cubans like we lounging in Havana. Club district, find me down on Richmond. Escalate Ferraris, music banging out the system. Yeah, in summer, this is how we live in Corona and hand. Laid back and chilling. Every day, some of y'all to live life from the east to the west. We down to take flight. Hit the boardwalk, filled up a Queen's Key. Heading to the island, coming back around the three. Cherry Beach, sunbathing volleyball. Every Saturday, this always seems to be the call. Just a few perks when you're in my zone. This is where I'm at, and this is where I'm calling home.